Good afternoon. Welcome to the weekly livestock market update. I'm Ramfield Anchor Reporter, Megan Grebner, with us as always to talk all things markets. University of Missouri, Scott Brown. Good afternoon, Scott. Good afternoon, Megan. I'm glad you remembered your name. <laughs> I am not sure that I was going to for a second. <laughs> this is apparently what happens when you take a week off, you get a little rusty. I don't know. Um, thanks to you and to Will for filling in last week so I could spend a little time with my family. Uh, so good to see you. And um, today we're going to talk restaurant performance. We're going to talk jobs. We're going to talk a little Japan trade. But to kick things off, let's recap what happened this week in the markets. Yeah, Megan, this week in the cattle side of the equation, uh, cash fed cattle were down a dollar this week. Those feeder cattle markets were two to six higher, although with Memorial Day weekend, we had a lot of, of no sales Monday, Tuesday of this week as well. Uh, on the future side, the uh, August live cattle futures contract was up $1.35, and the August feeder cattle contract was up $7.70 this week. I think that was due in part to what was nearly a 50 cent decline in July corn futures this week. Uh, on the beef side, the choice box beef price was up nearly $3.20 this week. That does still leave it $71 below where we were a year ago at this time. Uh, on the hog side, cash hogs this week, 50 cents higher. Uh, the August lean hog futures contract was down about $2.10. Gains on, gains on the pork cut value of nearly $4. Uh, stronger hams and bellies led the way in terms of that higher pork cutout value. When we take a look at the markets, we're going into this like summer grilling season. Are we going to see some um, so support there? And when we talk about demand and we know that supplies are a little bit tighter, has that already been like factored into what's going on price-wise? Well, I think what we're seeing is maybe a little slower increase, seasonal increase in, in like a choice box beef price. Uh, so although we were up $3.20 this week, we actually lost in terms of, of where we were relative to a year ago. So a little less early strength in terms of that grilling season. So we'll, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But uh, it, it's time to talk about some seasonal strength just given the summer months are here. Let's get some uh, ribeyes, uh, um, T-bones, uh, some all-beef hot dogs. What else do we need to put on the grill this time of year? Everything. Well, we need to wrap all those things in some bacon, I think, as well, right? Not at the price of bacon has been a <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's There has definitely been some strength in the belly prices and bacon prices uh, at the storefront as well. Uh, let's talk weekly slaughter numbers, Scott. As we take a look, obviously, shortened holiday week due to the Memorial Day holiday, that's going to cut our weekly numbers back. Uh, but how are things looking year over year? Yeah, for the week ending June 4th, USDA is estimating a run of 603,000 head of cattle. That's down 41,000 head from a week ago, but up 59,000 head from a year ago. On the hog side, a run of 2.044 million head this week. That is down 300,000 head from a week ago, but up 57,000 head uh, relative to a year ago. Percentage-wise, where are we tracking? Yeah, so on the cattle side, year-to-date cattle slaughter uh, up 1%, while uh, pork slaughter, hog slaughter is down 4.6% thus far for 2022. Do we anticipate that hog number just continuing to grow in terms of being behind uh, as we look at as the year goes on? 
I think we will talk about continued tightness in terms of, of available slaughter relative to where we were a year ago. So, yeah, I, I think we'll continue to see us fall below year ago levels for the remainder of this year. And I, I like to remind us that supply side of the pork industry, we haven't seen that for a long time. What's been year over year increases for the past five or six years, you now come to 2022 and talk about what's going to be lower pork production for the first time in a long time. All right. We're going to talk consumer side of things uh, a little bit this week. Restaurant performance index came out. Talk to me a little bit about those April numbers. Yeah, that overall index for April of 22 came in at 102.1. That's actually down 1.5% relative to where we were in March of this year. Um, same store sales, customer traffic, uh, all, all were lower. Uh, higher labor costs as well, I think also factored into the lower current situation index that we saw. So um, current situation, not so positive. Even the expectations portion, so that, that's kind of the, what's going to happen the next six months, was down as well uh, in this report. I think there, there's just the continued concern about perhaps a recession uh, occurring in this country and what that means to uh, the restaurant side of, of the picture. I was going to ask how much the broader economy and how things are, are, are shaping up are going to impact uh, eating out. Um, you mentioned same store sales, those types of things and those figures that we watch. Yeah, so in fact, one could say the current situation index that, that really fell more than uh, the expectations portion is, is an early indicator that consumers are, are making some changes uh, as a result of, of some of the inflation that we, we face. Time will tell, but uh, my, my prediction is we could be in here for a couple of months of some, at uh, least a couple of months of some lower uh, restaurant performance index numbers. Jobs report came out this week, um, a, a little bit stronger than pre-report expectations. You know, that's right. So there was a lot of concern about what we were gonna do on the job side, uh, just given again, some of the economic downturn discussion. But we added 390,000 jobs in May. That actually beat expectations uh, by about uh, 60,000 jobs. So uh, here we might have the different, a little different story of maybe a little bit of positive news relative to some of the recession discussion going on as companies continue to, to add jobs at a faster rate in May than, than uh, maybe we would have anticipated. And we also saw some modest growth in wage rates as well. Uh, in the report. So uh, th this might be the other piece of information that's more positive than the rest of our performance index was. When we take a look at this jobs report, we talk about uh, growing jobs is one thing, but higher wages is another aspect of that that we're, we really kind of hone in on. When we know that things are getting more expensive, uh, how does that kind of play in uh, to that? Does that help keep some buying strength or keep some buying strength on the consumer side of things? And is that overall better news uh, for the livestock side of things? So perhaps it is, you know, if you just look at a little snippet of the data on the wage rate side. So we were 5.2% higher in wages for May of this year relative to year ago levels. So that doesn't offset the inflation, overall inflation that we've been seeing of late, but it helps puts more dollars in consumers' pockets. 
the, the net though, our consumers still not as well off uh, as inflation has been outpacing even that 5.2% wage uh, rate increase that, that we see in this report. So it, it's helpful. We need to continue to see that, I think, to put more dollars in consumers' pockets. And hopefully that means more beef and pork consumption. As we wrap up today, some good news yesterday, uh, US, the US and Japan signed an export agreement for their for beef, basically uh, addressing the safeguard duties that happen. This isn't anything necessarily new. We've been talking about this uh, for a, a couple of months, but definitely solidifies uh, what's going to happen. Talk to me a little bit about what that means for beef exports into Japan and why this has been such a, a big uh, win for the U.S. beef sector. Yeah, so it is good to get some ink on the line and, and get this all the way to the finish line. Um, I, I will say one of the things we've faced in the past was that at the end of, of the Japanese fiscal year, we sometimes would see tariffs go up as those safeguard provisions were triggered. Um, changes that they've made now really decrease the likelihood we're going to see the same kind of tariff increases that, that we would have seen in the past, which makes our product more competitive relative to other uh, importers into Japan. And I, I, I kind of point to Australia here in this discussion. You know, we, we're going to have to compete maybe with a little more Australian beef in, in the next uh, several months. And, and so being on a more level playing ground in terms of tariffs uh, I, I think is a help to uh, the U.S. beef industry. Scott, anything else this week? I think we've covered the big things. You know, next week gets a lot busier, but uh, a little bit slower this week as we came out of the Memorial uh, weekend. Everybody's taking a little bit of breather, and <laughs> maybe you're a little bit slow to get restarted, too. I, I, you mentioned a busier week next week. What reports are we watching for then? Yes, we're going to get monthly trade data. Uh, out of the gate. We're also going to get uh, USDA's monthly uh, uh, WASDE report next week, and we'll also get a cut of retail prices, and we'll finish with consumer sentiment. All wonderful things for us to keep an eye on and chat about. Scott, great to see you. Uh, we will talk to you again. Well, actually, I will see you next week. You and I will be on the road uh, and take the show on the road Tuesday. We'll be at the Illinois Beef Association summer meeting and Illinois Grain Forage Forage uh, Council's meeting on Tuesday. That's right. Yeah, it'll be fun uh, to get in a little Q and A format, and I get to ask the questions, and you're going to give the answers next week. I think. I don't think that's what they're there for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will see you on Tuesday, and we will chat again about markets on Friday. Have a great weekend. You too, Megan. To have our weekly livestock market update delivered your email box every Saturday morning, go to brownfieldagnews.com. You can also submit questions and comments there. And if you're looking for some other commodity market analysis, check out uh, Ben Brown and Will Robinson's weekly commodity market update, which comes out Tuesday afternoon. Have a great weekend. I'm Megan Grebner for Brownfield.